So strange, but appealing. Welcome to the Bump Shop Diaries. Join us, perhaps you may want to listen to a Bump Shop story. New and vintage merch available at BumpShopBackroom.com. BumpShopBackroom.com. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bump Shop Diaries. I appreciate you. If you haven't already, check out BumpShopBackroom.com. There you will find all the vintage goodies, the new design hitters, and the hardtail blend coffee. If you got a motorcycle that you're wanting to hardtail and you don't know where to start, start with a bag of the hardtail blend coffee. After a few cups of that, I promise you, you will figure it out. Whether you got a grinder, a sawzall, just a Dremel tool, a fucking chainsaw, a jailhouse file, you will remove that rear suspension and you will be well on your way to hardtailing that bike. Um, Speaking of new designs... Christy read through this story you're about to hear today, and she was like, I have a great idea. And she told me, and I was like, that is a great idea. So she's hard at work on a design uh, that goes along with this story. It won't be out as you hear this, but hopefully shortly after. Uh, she'll be finished with it. Uh, if you don't already, and you're listening to this, and you don't follow us on Instagram, it's Bump Shop Diaries on Instagram. Obviously, Bump Shop Diaries is the podcast. You know, I hear the word diaries. I think of stories, shit talking, whatever. So that is where we are uh, doing all that at. Now, when I think of the back room, I think that's where the deals go down. And that's why it is BumpShopBackroom.com. Go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, check out the Crazy Gentleman podcast. He's also on YouTube now. You can watch the newest episodes of the podcast. He is hard at work traveling all over, uh, getting some ridiculously good interviews. Normally, you would hear me or see me on the intro. I've been fucking busy, and then I was sick, and then I was busy, and then I was sick. I haven't been sick in a decade. I got sick twice in the last month. I think it has a lot to do with going to Ohio, so uh, PSA, avoid Ohio at all cost. I'll just throw that out there right now. Um, so check out The Crazy Gentleman, subscribe to him on YouTube, all that. Uh, if you if you don't do YouTube and you just want the audio version, he's available anywhere you get your podcast as well, and check him out on Instagram, The Crazy Gentleman. Um Today's story is a good one, and we got a special guest. That's right, Big Daddy Paris. He is playing the role of Gronk, the meanest mother to ever be in this story. And I don't mean mother like he's playing a woman. I mean, he's a bad Larry. Uh, So the story tonight is called Dead End Alley. It was written by a guy named Pockets. And it was, it's from, uh, 1976. So, uh, let's get into it. It's so strange, but appealing. Welcome to the Bump Shop Diaries. Join us, perhaps you may want to listen to a Bump Shop story. 
Turning up his collar against the cold night wind, Rodent swaggered down the sidewalk, ignoring the massage parlors, after-hours bars, and army surplus stores. He paused at the dark mouth of a dead-end alley, glanced up and down the street, and saw no one. Rolling slightly from side to side, he went into the alley, past rows of foul-smelling trash cans, soggy cardboard boxes, and empty wine bottles propped up against the back walls of old brick buildings. Drank too much of that rotten green beer, he mumbled. Makes me want to piss. A cold blob of water struck him at the base of the neck and rolled down his back. He flinched, then instantly realized it was only water dripping from an overhanging fire escape. Damn, if I didn't need those bike parts so bad, I wouldn't be coming out here to see Snake. Why the hell does he have to live in such a fucking hole? He spoke aloud as though another presence were listening to his excuse for being in this dark alley at two o'clock in the morning. Silence. (laughs) Rodent fingered the roll of tens and twenties in his pocket of his black leather jacket, envisioning what his bike would look like when he had the parts needed to finish it. A glossy black 74 frame and tank, shining panhead engine, and lots of chrome. All the chromed parts he could get. But chrome parts cost so much money, and that brought him back to Snake. Snake ran a discount, midnight sales only, no questions answered parts store. That one should have been a belch. Rodent moved deeper into the alley darkness. I still gotta piss. How about this mountain of garbage? Water it and see what grows. He stopped in front of a ten-foot-high pile of greasy newspapers, used cotexes, and rotting food scraps. Unzip pants, cock in hand, got it. A shiver ran through the garbage heap. Rodent slowly raised his eyes from the end of his cock up to the middle of the garbage and found himself staring into... Two red, glaring orbs. The blur of a long arm snaking out in front of his jacket registered on Rodent's brain before he was yanked into the heat. My God, the mountain has come to Mohammed! Flashed through his mind. Muffled thunder rolled down the mountain. Who the hell you think you're pissing on? Rodent's face rested nose to nose with the grinning face on a Captain Crunchy cereal box. Sorry, Captain. I didn't know you were home. The hand at his throat tightened up until Rodent could have used his Adam's apple to count the finger bones wrapped around his windpipe. Sober up, Joker. Where are you going? Rodent started to jerk his thumb in the direction of the garage door at the end of the alley but realized his hand was still holding his cock. Uh, to Snake's place, over there. The giant hand dragged Rodent up the pile of garbage, his nose plowing a path through the papers and tin cans until the two red orbs were once more boring into his skull. An avalanche of beer cans fell away from the burning orbs, revealing a broad, scared, flattened nose face which Rodent recognized as the Gronk. 
the most merciless, unforgiving son of a bitchin' Hulk to stomp through the valley of death. The only good thing he could think of about Gronk was he had a bitchin' big-titted younger sister who loved to spread her legs. What was it he had heard about her getting knocked up? Better get straight with Gronk before a painful mistake was made. Wait a minute, Gronk. It wasn't me that knocked up your sister. I ain't sitting out here because of my sister, asshole. Yeah, well, uh, what can I do for you? You going to Snake's place, huh? I, I need some parts for my scoop. You know that fucking thing steals all of his parts? I knew there was something funny about him. It's guys like you that keep him in business. Yeah, well, uh... Somebody stole my new bike. Rodent's bladder finally overflowed, followed by a strained silence and a disgusted grunt. <laughs> Suddenly, one side of Rodent's face was lit up by a pair of headlights bouncing down the alley. Don't move! Threatened the mountain, pulling Rodent deeper into the garbage. Rodent's reply was choked off by an unidentifiable blob that smelled like a used baby diaper. A primer gray van bounced past the garbage heap and stopped at the end of the alley in front of two wooden garage doors. The driver tapped the horn for three short bursts. After a moment, both garage doors swung outward. A tall, slender dude with a black mustache and long, greasy hair came out of the passenger side of the van. Light glinted from a chrome, sawed-off, double-barreled 12-gauge held in his left hand. Hey, ape, come help Dirty Bob unload this sporty. The driver and the muscle man from the garage walked to the rear of the van, opened the doors, and set up a ramp. The passenger stood in the garage doorway watching the alley, Light from the garage cast shadows across the snake tattoo on his right cheek. The snake appeared to strike and coil in the half-light. Silent rage shook the mountain, piling more garbage down on top of Rodin. Gronk spoke in whispers of choked fury. That snake is the only son of a bitch cold enough to steal my scoop. I'll kill him. Unaware of the hatred smoldering under the garbage heap, Snake stood guard with the shotgun as the other two unloaded a gleaming Sportster with a Springer front end. That makes three this week. Roll it in the garage. I'll take care of the van later. The garage doors swung shut, leaving the alley in blackness again. Slowly, the mountain stood up. The garbage heap decreased to half its former size compared with the standing hawk holding rodent by the throat. I know my bike's in there. I'm going to get it back. And then... Rodent gagged and spat. You're out of your skull. Dirty Bob's there. He's the slickest knife artist walking. An ape man's got a muscle beach bob, but his brain is still in a juvenile delinquent's home. He once broke a man's arm just shaking hands with him. And don't forget Snake. Hey, man, that cannon of his is no virgin. Pause. Besides, there's three of them, and there's only one of you. Gronk lowered Rodent down until his feet touched the concrete again. Zip up your pants, you're coming with me. But, Gronk, all I wanted was some bike parts. This is out of my league. For the first time in his life, Rodent saw a smile twist Gronk's mouth. It made the hair on his back stand up. 
Rodent made up his mind in a second. Streaming garbage, he took two running leaps for freedom. A giant hand wrapped itself around his mouth and another grabbed his jacket collar. Dragged backward down the alley, Rodent reassigned himself to his fate and fumbled with his zipper. Ah, shit. He muttered between the vice-grip fingers clenched across his teeth. That snake is gonna blow both of us apart with that 12-gauge. Rodent was jerked upright in front of the grime-covered window that looked into the garage. Look and keep on looking until you see my back in there. Right. Rodent spit on the window and wiped a clean spot with his left fist. His right hand kept struggling with the reluctant zipper. Inside the garage, two overhead lights glared down on Snake and his two helpers lifting the Sportster up on top of a metal milk case. Get them tools and uh, break this one down in a hurry, commanded Snake. I've got some uh, customers are coming over tonight and I don't want anyone to recognize this scooter. Shotgun in hand, Snake walked over to a dented, dirty, white refrigerator up against the side wall. Opened the door and took out a six-pack of beer which he carried to a bench at the back of the room. He sat down facing the wooden doors, popped the top of a can, drained half of it, and set the can down on the bench. Rummaging through a box, he selected the cleanest rag he could find and used it to polish the chrome sawed off pausing occasionally to take a long pull on the can of beer or to pop the top on another. Outside, Gronk and Rodent peered through the grime-smeared glass, looking at the jumble of motorcycle parts piled in the corners, stacked on shelves and tables, and hanging from nails on the walls. Adrenaline was pounding through his veins. Rodent's heart skipped two beats when Gronk grabbed the back of his neck and pointed his face towards the left wall. That greater front end looks just like mine. Rodent's face was moved an inch to the right. Them looks like my drag pipes on the wall. Two more inches to the right. There's my gas tank in the cardboard box. Rodent could feel the berserker's cold rage building up in Gronk. Snake tore her apart. I'll kill him. Yeah, I'll be with you in a minute. My zipper's stuck. Rodent looked up to see both garage doors swinging drunkenly on busted hinges. Pressing his nose against the window, he could see Gronk swinging a broken 2x4 like a battle axe and screaming his war cry. Fuckers! The ape's face flattened on the broadside of a 2x4. His body thumped into the wall and slid down onto the floor. Dirty Bob wrapped a chain belt around Gronk's head and was immediately sorry he hadn't used a knife. Blood streaming down his face, Gronk swung the wooden bar and a backhand stroke catching Dirty in the ribs. Oh! Hey man, he broke my ribs! Gronk dropped the wood, grabbed Dirty by the collar and pulled him forward just as Snake fired both barrels force threw Dirty into Gronk, knocking both of them to the floor. Snake broke the shotgun open in a hurry, pulled both empty shells out of the smoking breach and fumbled in his pocket for more shells. One, two, 
Snapping the breech shut, Snake looked up and was sludge hammered by a giant fist. The gun fell to the floor. Snake flew backwards over the bench. Gronk bent down, wrapping Snake's greasy hair around his left hand. Rodent looked away, realizing what would follow could give him nightmares for weeks. After the noise died down to nothing but muffled groans, Rodent walked cautiously into the garage and looked around. Gronk was sitting on the bench, contently polishing the chrome 12 gauge and making weird mumbling noises in his throat. Snake's legs were protruding from a pile of rubbish along one wall. Everything was peaceful. Rodent stepped carefully over the other two bodies, went to a toolbox, found a pair of pliers, and began tugging on his zipper. Asshole. The obstinate zipper finally came free. Rodent looked up. Hey, man, you're bleeding on the furniture. Gronk's eyes began to clear, focusing on Rodent. Find the keys to the van. We're going to take all these bike parts. Rodent moved his eyes over the parts, face lighting up with anticipation. Yeah, man, that's cool. Gronk stood up. There's no way we can figure out who all these parts belong to. So after I get my bike together, I'm going to share the rest of these parts with the club brothers. Except for them that dealt with Snake. Rodent looked at Gronk shining the shotgun. Saw it swivel towards his head, the two red eyeballs glaring at him. And for the second time that night, he felt a clutching at the base of his skull. Two months later, Rodent was sitting on a bar stool in Mother Pearls when he felt a hand on his shoulder and heard a familiar voice. Hey, Rodent, uh, how you doing? You sure look down. Glumly, Rodent looked up at the speaker, single gym, member of a brother club. Surviving. Hey, man, uh, let me get you a beer. Single Jim had laid a five on the bar and motioned for the bartender before leaning close to Rodent's ear. Where where can I get some... Give me a front end cheap. You're asking the wrong guy. Come on. Come on. You know everybody that's selling hot parts. That, That was before. Before what? Gronk's bike was stole. Single Jim chuckled. Yeah, I I heard about how he cleaned up Snake and uh, got his bike back. Gronk is one mean mother. Pausing to suck his beer can dry, he motioned for another round before turning back to Rodin. So, so where can I get me this front end? I'm out of it, man. It's unhealthy. Single Jim paused before speaking again. You're not afraid of the cops. So so what's eating you, man? It's Gronk. Some idiot lifted his bike again last week, and since he's got a snake shotgun now, I don't want nothing to do with hot parts, just in case that part happens to belong to him. No dead-end alleys for me. Single Jim grunted philosophically. Looks like 
Midnight bike parts are going to be scarce around here. Fuck it. Let's have another beer. It's so strange, but appealing. Welcome to the Bump Shop Diaries. Join us, perhaps you. May want to listen to a Bump Shop story. New and vintage merch available at BumpShopBackroom.com. BumpShopBackroom.com.